Shalom, 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 shalom to everyone. Shalom this afternoon. Shalom to those who are receiving right now. We are on air down in South Africa, in Johannesburg, in the area, Rudeport, in the suburb of Velkhyeval. We welcome you in our mighty name, the mighty name of our Lord Jesus Christ. We welcome you. <laughs> It is such a wonderful time. It's so beautiful outside. It's so nice to be outside there on the field. Um, you know, it's nice where we are. The sun is so bright. We are continuing with the message where we left this morning in 3 John chapter 1, verse 2. You know, this morning, <laughs> I must admit, I made a mistake. I said First John. And uh, it's third John chapter one, verse two, you know, one John, I mean, first John, second John, third John. But now we are on third John chapter one, verse two. You know, we are trying to unpack this part that John speaks in this word. Beloved, I pray that all may go well with you and that you may be in good health as it, it goes well with your soul. You know, I'm reading from... ESV, beloved, I pray that all may go well with you and that you may be in good health as it goes well with you. And uh, the NIV says, dear friend, I pray that you may enjoy good health and that all may go well with you, even as your soul is getting along well. And then in, in, in King James Version, beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health as thy soul prospereth. So this morning we, we emphasized on the on, on, on King James. We spoke so much on King James. Um, you know, the New Living Translation says, Dear friend, I hope all is well with you and that you are as healthy in body as you are strong in spirit. Praise Jesus Christ of Nazareth, as you are strong in spirit. So we welcome everyone that right now you have just joined us, Join the community. We call it a community, the community of the love of Jesus Christ, the community of the love of Jesus Christ. This is the community where we are. You know, we are at Jesus Christ Family Fellowship Center. Praise Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Jesus Christ Family Fellowship Center, when all doors are opened, we are fellowshipping at... Um, Ranfontaine, George and Morgan Street. Um, we are in a wall then that used to be called um, Judy's class. Now it's called El Gibor, praise God. Um, Jesus Christ Family Fellowship Center is there. Oh, by the way, somebody's saying, my name is Apostle Samuel Johnson. I am Apostle Samuel Johnson. Praise Jesus Christ of Nazareth. And, and, and the Lord has, has, has just been so much speaking into my spirit about this subject that we are about today. Praise Jesus Christ of Nazareth. And, uh, and uh, we, we are praying that in the next um, 20 minutes or so that we're going to be so much in, in, in unpacking this, this subject. Praise God. That, that, you know, I've picked that we, we, we really have to find time to prosper. You know, I read a scripture during the day as I was seated in, in the sunroom. I read a scripture that says, 
you don't have because you don't ask. So therefore, even to prosper in our lives, we've got to ask that. You know, some of you might have deferred your ability to prosper because your hope of the future has been wounded. If you're one of these people, you know, I'm going to pray a prayer right now before I minister and I pray other prayers, you know, and I want you to pray this prayer and say, I expect you, God, to meet me at every corner. I expect your presence to overtake me when I at least expect you to help me. I expect and desire the best that you have for me. I expect you to open my eyes to that which I have not been able to see or attain. I mean to breathe, to, to, to pray big. I mean to pray big. I know that you delight in me and long to make me desire the same as your best for me. Restore me, O oh God, and redeem the wasted time linked with the past failings. Heavenly Father, right now we come against every past failure that has been attached to our lives, that has been attached to our bloodlines, that has been attached to our ancestors. We break it and we remove it in our lives. We remove it totally even right now. We sprinkle the blood of Jesus all over our veins. We pray that, Father, right now in our lives, the blood of Jesus is moving in our, our veins. And we thank you, Father. We pray as we break out of our shells, we renew every area of our lives. We are praying that as we prosper, may our soul prosper. May we prosper in the spirit, in the mighty name of our Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth. You know, I want to say to you right now, Break out of your shell. Remove the waste and poverty. Break out of your shell. Remove the waste and poverty. Yes, yes, I say that again. This is a time to break out of the shell of your last identity. Whether good or bad, God is doing a new thing with his people and creating a new model of kingdom authority in the earth. And I say, yes, all of us, we are locked in the houses. We are told not to go out. But being locked in our houses, told not to go out, it means we are breaking out of our old shell. We are removing the waste and poverty. It is time to break the spirit of poverty from your life Poverty thinking is contrary to faith. And without faith, you cannot please God. You please God when you have, um, you please God when you have a mind to prosper. Thinking prosperity is the same as grasping the promise. You must break out of the shell of insecurity that convinces you that you cannot succeed. I love the book of Joshua, chapter 1, verse 8. Study this book of instruction continually. Meditate on it day and night so you will be sure to obey everything in it. Only then will you prosper and succeed 
in all you do. So when, when you look at the stages of a chick hatching from an egg, you find a timed process that leads to victory and breakthrough. The egg has three main parts, yolk, albumin, egg white, and shell. The yolk is where the thick, I mean, the, the chick forms. The albumin along with the shell protects the, the chick. The shell also changes coloration depending on its surrounding environment. The chick can hatch by either natural or artificial incubation. The natural process just leaves everything to the hen from laying the egg to kicking the chick from the nest. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm speaking this in the Eastern Cape with, with, with Neliswa Kordwa. We are starting to grow the chick, which will lay eggs. They have to grow for 18 weeks. After that, they will be able to lay eggs. We are aiming at growing 60 chicks so that we can be able to have 60 chicks so that they can be able to produce 60 eggs per day. So basically, we are praying for this to prosper as we raise up this chick. Now what happens is that the chick swallow the liquid in which it has been swimming and stores the water it acquires in its body tissues. This is the process that happens in the, in the egg. So the, the yolk suck with the unused remain of the, yolk, of the yolk. It pulls into the chick's body along with the portions of the aloteus. In this way, the chick is provided with a good food stored on which it can depend during its few days of life outside the egg. Changes occur that enables the chick to breathe air. During most of its development, the chick obtains oxygen from the gases diffusing into its blood via the thin membrane of the alitos. But when it hatches, the chick cut off from this supply, it must use its lungs. To make the transition easier, the chick begins to breathe whilst it is still enclosed in its shell. So as a result of the operation on airspace forms a from 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 I mean forms the the blunt end of the egg. Just before hatching, the chick with a big claw pieces the membrane and breathes in the air from this space. For a while, the chick derives oxygen from both the air inside the egg and from the blood pumped from the oletos, but by the time the chick hatches, its lungs are fully operational. The shell closes it and is um, weakened by the removal of the manorals. This is a neat arrangement because these very same minerals are required to make the chick skeleton hard and able to function when the bed finally emerges. So 
the information is, um, I, I got the information from the website of the Department of Agriculture. There are a couple of items to note about the development of a chick. Within the shell, the heart forms first. This ties in with the formation of the aletos, a thin sac that forms as onward growth of chick's stomach. This, this eventually surrounds the, the, the embryo and the press against the inner walls of the shell. So as the chick grows, waste products are produced. These products will poison the, the chick if they were not removed. Although we will um, understand that it takes some time for the chick because to, to, to come out of the egg because it is under the hen. You know, I, I believe, Vazalwani, this is what happens. I believe, saints, this is what happens. I believe, Christians, this is what happens to us. We form heart issues with our present shell, but when we receive the call to break forth into the prosperity that God has destined for us, I've always said that any person can reform a habit, be delivered and be ready to begin a new cycle within 30 days. That is similar with the chick that is ready to break out of its confirming actual. Actually, my wife and I always have this argument to say within 21 days, there is a change that happened in the person. The forming process is, is complete and the Packing to break out begins. In the book of Luke, chapter 13, verse 34 to 35, Jesus states, O Jerusalem, Jerusalem, the one who kills the prophets and stones those who are sent to him. How often I wanted to gather your children together as a hen gathers her brood under her wings, but you were not willing. See, your house is left to your desolate. Not only does the Lord want us to be gathered under his wings and achieve proper form, but he also wants us to listen carefully to his divine instructions so that we prosper. You know, he, he prefers that we take our form in such a way that desolation remains far from the destiny he has intended for us. I pray that may our hearts rise up with a desire to prosper. I pray that may we be in a position to say, I really want to prosper. I declare that time has come for the old shell of insecurity, failure, unbelief, doubt, double-mindedness, disappointment, disinterest, and disillusionment to break from you. The Lord has given you a way to absorb the waste from your hats, pains and loses, or the losses, I beg your pardon, the losses of the past season of trials and tests. Find your small window of revival and start breaking out. As you are locked at home, seated at home, find a way, you know, find a way to start breaking out. Find a way to start breaking out. As, 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 as you find a way to start breaking out, 
you know, I believe that. I believe that the Lord is working with you. Hallelujah. And, 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 and begin, you know, with the small things. May you not despise small beginnings and begin to strive to break into the air of the new. May you let go of your last cycle of formation and may you come out into a broad and enlarged place. May you not fear, you know, the near space ahead of you, but be ready to prosper in new ways. May you enter a new time frame of development, authority, and multiplication. I declare that the last season of prosperity and glory will be minimal compared to what you are about to experience. As you come out of this lockdown, as you come out of this time, I declare that the seed you have sown upon the water will bring many treasures back to you. I decree that this is a time for you to prosper. Psalm 66 verse 10 to 12 says, For you, O God, have tested us. We have tried as a silver is tried. You brought us into the net. You laid a crushing burden on our backs. You let me ride over our heads. We went through the fire and through the water. Yet you have brought us out of the place of abundance. That is ESV that I'm reading from. Thank you, Jesus Christ. And I pray that even right now, claim the prosperity knit within you. When God created you as a human being, he meant for us to cultivate, prosper, and multiply in the Garden of Eden that he planted for us. You remember, you know, in, in, in my other time when I was speaking in the morning, I spoke about the story that President Mbeki, you know, the former President Mbeki mentioned of the three Zimbabweans who found a, a, a land in Cape Town from a farmer who said this land can no longer produce. But because in their DNAs, there is a thing that says we will recreate, we will cultivate so that we can prosper and multiply in the Garden of Heaven, of, of, of Eden, that he planted for us. He meant for the garden to increase in glory and wealth. His desire was for us to secure all that was within the boundaries of the garden and to multiply its seed, herb, and animals therein. This is what our Heavenly Father intended with us. This is what God intended with us. He knit within humans the DNA of earth. Within that DNA, there are codes of prosperity and stewardship. The book of Psalms 139, verse 13 to 16 says, For you formed my inward parts. You knitted me together in my mother's womb. I praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderfully are your works. My soul knows it very well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was being made in secret. You know, intricately woven in the depth of earth. Your eyes saw my unformed obstacles. In your book were written, every one of them, the ways that were formed for me when 
as yet there was none of them.